0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala Wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Sayyidina wa sanadina Wa habibina wa shafi'ina Wa maulana sallallahu alayhi Wa ala alihi Wa ashabihi wa azwajihi Wa zurriyatihi wa ahli beytihi Wa men tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa Alhamdulillah By Allah Ta'ala's fadl, we gathered here in this Mubarak house, in this Mubarak hour, this Mubarak day In the company of the Salihin In the company of the Ulama and Mashaykh From amongst whom are people who know and teach the sacred law And keep its boundaries In word and in deed Alhamdulillah We came to this Mubarak reminder. The Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, من أحب لله و أبغض لله وأعطى لله ومنع لله فقد استكمل الإيمان أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام The one who loves for the sake of Allah and the one who hates for the sake of Allah and the one who gives for the sake of Allah And the one who withholds for the sake of Allah, that person has perfected their faith. Brothers and sisters, there are a lot of things about our deen that we talk about that have to do with ritual performance and they're important things. A person must learn how to make their wudu correctly. A person must know how to keep their tahara correctly. They must know the division of things that are clean and unclean which things are pure and which things are filthy of course the rasul sallallahu said in a hadith it's the first hadith of the jami' of imam Tirmidhi, rahimahullahu tabaarak wa ta'ala inna Allah la salatan bila tahur wa sadaqatan min ghulul and as allah ta'ala does not accept a prayer that is performed without ritual without ritual purity and he does not accept charity that's given from illicit wealth (coughs) and then after the Tahara, the Salat itself is the greatest weird that anybody drew close to Allah Ta'ala with it's the greatest of good deeds, it's the greatest of acts of devotion it's the greatest way to receive light and nur inside of your heart it is the greatest vehicle by which the Salik, the traveler on the path to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala reaches their goal But brothers and sisters, there are a lot of things about the deen that are not connected to ritual performance or at least don't seem like they're connected to ritual performances at first glance. Part of this is an aqidah issue because we live amongst a people, Their aqidah is that there's a separation between church and state. There is a separation between what's secular and what's religious. If you want to put it charitably, they think that, or they say that, they claim that. What is spiritual is your own business. You deal with it on your own. Don't bring it into the public sphere. We agree on what's material. Let's keep our discussion on the material level. I say being charitable. Why? Because the subtext is what? What's material is real and what's spiritual is fake. It's your pie in the sky in July, it's your hocus-pocus, alamogocus, keep it inside your homes, and in your private houses of worship, discuss it. This has led to facade. It's led to mischief that has poisoned the earth and poisoned the water and poisoned the air. It has led to the exploitation of the weak by the strong, of the poor and the destitute by those who are obscenely wealthy to the point that we have people in this country that are worshiped because of how much wealth that they have you'll see young men and young boys tweet about Elon Musk as if he is some sort of wali or nabi or even a good person even though what is he He's a money-hungry person of sub-average intelligence. If you listen to his interviews, the man literally is like a reptile who knows how to speak English. Absolutely no care or sense of any sort of virtue whatsoever. No care, no sense for the poor. No care, no sense for deen. No care, no sense for Allah or his Rasul No care, no sense for any sort of common human virtues that we have. And people worship the man only because of how much money he has, and he is the Tim Fowl, the walking, the walking embodiment of the person who gathers money and is constantly counting it. He believes that his money will make him live forever. That if we can dig a hyperloop into the ground somehow, it will cause all of mankind's problems to disappear. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, this idea of somehow material wealth and material success causing history to come to an end. And mankind living in some sort of harmonious state. This is the same nonsense that shaitan has been. Pushing on people and telling them to turn away from the Rabb tabarak wa ta'ala from day one. We all know happiness can be there in poverty. And we all know wretchedness can be there in wealth. We all know that. We know that happiness may be connected or related to a person's material needs being fulfilled, but it is essentially not in material things. Where is it? It's a state that we carry inside of our hearts. Brothers and sisters, the hadith that I read in the beginning of this talk, that the person who loves for the sake of Allah and hates for the sake of Allah, and the person who gives for the sake of Allah and withholds for the sake of Allah, that person has completed their iman. This is a really important hadith. The Rasul sallallahu well known is that when he first came to Medina Munawwara, the first thing that he established was the masjid, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Less well known is that the second thing that he established was what? The marketplace. He asked the Ansar where do you guys buy and sell? They say the Jews have a market, they set the price, we buy and sell in their market. He didn't say anything bad about them. Good for them, they have their market, that's their right. Let them buy and sell in their market. Why don't we have our own market? Why don't we have our own marketplace? Why don't we buy and sell based on our, our own values? What happens is that this discussion, when we poured it into khutbahs, usually ends up becoming unnecessarily negative don't transact with china why because they have three million of our brothers and sisters in internment camps why it's an inconvenient inconvenient and unpleasant reality to mention but it's needs to be mentioned if you can't mention it then a person has to question how much forget about islam how much humanity they have left inside of their hearts that men are taken women are taken they are assaulted in every, every single way, every which way, including sexual assault. That the women and children that are left in the homes that the men are taken in held indefinitely in these concentration camps, the Chinese government literally will send men to live in those houses as a guest, quote-unquote, and they will literally have instructions that they're instructed to sleep in the same bed as the women sleep. And they stay for weeks at a time, and they come every month. And this has been happening for years at this point. So yes, typically this type of talk, what does it entail? Don't buy and sell Chinese goods. Don't buy and sell goods from India. In particular, that faction of Indians, because there are so many Muslims in India, maybe some of us here present have businesses. Maybe some of us know people who are not Muslims, but they're upright, good people. They at least have some sort of human value, human dignity with them, and we transact with them. That's okay, that's permissible as well. There's nothing wrong with that as well. But we also know that there's a faction of people, many of whom live in America, they live in these same neighborhoods and streets that we live in, that actively promote, actively promote genocide, the beating of minorities, the disenfranchisement politically, economically, and as human beings of religious minorities, including Muslims, including Christians, and including others. We know that. So usually these talks have to do with what? Don't go and shop at their stores. If you're an, a store owner, don't buy from their wholesalers. And this is a good message. It's a, it's a message that needs to also be said. However, look at the flip side of the coin. Whenever there's something that's extremely negative, on the flip side, there's always something that's just as positive, if not more. Which is what? When the man alillahi tabarak wa ta'ala is mentioned, That the person who withholds, doesn't doesn't transact or doesn't give to a person for the sake of Allah. What's mentioned before that? اعطى لِلَّهِ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى Giving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Transact with your brothers, transact with your sisters. Every good that you can buy in China, you can buy somewhere in the Muslim world and it's made better. Every good that you can buy from an idolater who has a stated, and openly stated mission to destroy Islam and to abuse our women and our children and our weak and to disinherit them from their lands of their forefathers. You can also find a Muslim that's selling the same thing, if not better, in the country, outside of the country, from Turkey, from Bangladesh, from Pakistan, from any place you can think of. You can find another marketplace to transact in Anything you buy from Walmart. Someone said, Well, what did Walmart do? Imagine, as a hypothetical, they did nothing. Okay, go ahead and transact there. Why wouldn't you want to buy something instead of buying it from Walmart, from your brother, from your sister? I'll tell you why, because we're petty people and we lose the plot. What ends up happening, because we know each other as a community, we know that somebody said something at somebody's wedding 20 years ago about somebody else who's a friend of somebody because of which inside our hearts we're completely constricted. Because inside of our hearts, it burns like acid. It burns us. It kills us inside. I swear to God, I'll never transact with that person again. I'll never do this with that person again. I'll never do that with that person again. This is a very normal thing. This happens with human beings. There are maybe some of you who feel that way about me. There's maybe some of you who I feel that way about as well. What's the good thing about coming Juma'ah? is that we see each other and it's not about the khutbah, it's not about the bayan, it's not about any of it. It's about Allah Ta'ala, you worship him and somewhere in between, you know, the beginning of the khutbah and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, the barakah comes down on the jamaah, the tawajjuhat of Allah Ta'ala's mercy. They come down on the jama'ah and people are forgiven and they forgive one another. And that's what makes Jum'ah Mubarak. And we are supposed to forgive one another. The Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Look at this. Because he 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 not only gave us the instructions, he was also the practitioner of these teachings. What did he say, sallallahu alayhi wa In the chapter of the Muwatta about dua. Malik rahimullah narrates from the Prophet sallallahu that he said that every Prophet was given a dua that would have been accepted. A dua that would have been accepted. Imagine children, they fantasize about these types of things. What if you rub the magic lamp and the genie came and gave you like three wishes or whatever wish you want. I would wish for more wishes or God knows what people would wish for, right? That the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wasn't given by a jinn. Some sort of fake thing that children joke about or talk about. Aqidah problems notwithstanding, right? No, this is who? This is the Rasul Sallallahu And this is who? Allah Ta'ala who created the heavens and the earth from nothing. A person will not be com- compelled to use such a wish for anything. The Rasul Sallallahu definitely will not be compelled to use such a wish for anything. If a person is in a position like this, you will discover who that person is. All the politeness, all of the fakery that many people usually have, or people usually keep, that will all disappear at that moment, right? You'll discover what does that person truly have inside of their heart, what do they want, what do they love. What did he say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? He said, every Nabi was given... a a dua that was accepted and he said i i i saved my dua i'm keeping it i'm keeping it for the for my ummah on the day of judgment i'm keeping my dua for my ummah on the day of judgment in the same bab malik narrates a hadith that said passed by the quarter of a particular tribe much later on, after Rasul left this world. And he was asked by a person of that tribe, Do you know where in our quarter the Messenger of Allah ﷺ prayed? And he says, Yes. And he pointed in a particular direction. And he said, Do you know what those things are that he asked for? He said, Yes. He asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this ummah not be all destroyed at once. And that this ummah not ever perish. That somehow or another it just dies off on its own. And those two prayers were answered for him. And he asked the third thing which is what? That this ummah not spill one another's blood. And that dua was not answered. A couple of things to notice. One is, again, the du'as are for the ummah. All three of them, it's a common thread between all three of them. The second is, Alhamdulillah, this ummah is marhum. Allah Ta'ala gave a great, great measure of mercy to this ummah, something un- unlike what anyone else has been given and what anyone else will ever be given. The Rasul, his dua that wasn't answered, which is what? That the people of this ummah not spill one another's blood. Even in that, there's a secret, there's a g- benefit and a gift for us, which is what? We know that if you love the Prophet sallallahu if you want to keep the sunnah, then don't, don't do these things. Don't harm one another. Don't have ill will toward one another. When you talk bad about your brother or your sister, it's like you're killing them. Someone says, well, they did something bad or they're bad people. Make du'a for them, inshallah, that they change. And if you need to say something in order to stop them or stop someone else from being harmed, go ahead and say it. But even then, do so in a measured Sense. If somebody is, you know, this so-and-so person is a homicidal maniac and they're standing on, you know, on the corner with a sword there. Tell people, there's a maniac on the corner with a sword. Exit the masjid from the other side. But if you don't like how his hair looks, don't say that his hair looks ugly as well. Measure. Measure. Why? Because the Rasul ﷺ, it was something that, his, it was his desire that we not do this. And he's not pleased with it and him not being pleased with it is a sign that, Allah Ta'ala is not pleased with it. And even despite all of that, the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam still has a dua that he's saving for the ummah. Why? Because he didn't give up just because he reached the limit in this world of what he could do. Now what does this have to do again with our topic? What this has to do with our topic is what? As an act of worship, now that we all know each other, we're annoyed with one another, we're happy with one another, whatever it is, we all know each other. Now we have an opportunity to what? To transact with one another, to buy, sell, and trade with one another, to live our lives with one another, not as a, an optional separation of church and state, but as a way of life. And the fact that you don't like a person or that you know a person sells the same, likes you for like a dollar more than the other store down the, uh, down the way, means that what? You have certainty of yaqeen inside of your heart, that that dollar that you give is going to be for, the sake of Allah Ta'ala that that a little bit of difficulty that you go through this is going to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you're doing it for his sake there's no other motivation that a person could be doing something like that for that anger that a person feels toward the one he knows and that slighted him that anger is genuine to overcome that anger who knows which person it's going to be greater with Allah Ta'ala then their tahajjud that night keep praying tahajjud don't give it up but who knows it will be greater than than which deed that we think is great inside of our eyes and on the day of judgment when things are weighed inside the scale pan then we'll see what is virtuous and what is not what is great and what is not which thing is accepted by allah ta'ala with sincerity and which is not allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give help to our brothers and sisters in turkistan and in uh, the indian subcontinent in sham in iraq in yemen in all of the other places in the muslim world where they're under buckling under the pressure of zulm and under the pressure of cruelty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give help to every muslim who's trying and struggling under the pressure and the zulm of their own nafs or their environment in order to keep the light of iman shining inside of their heart until the day we meet our Lord Jalla ala wa sallallahu ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadu ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except from us all salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.